and try to read as quickly. Because I've got lots of information, these are the findings of uh, almost four years um, part-time um, research project funded by the German Research Foundation at in August this year. And we still got a mound of data um, to go through because we use an ethnographic design, so I'm just getting started. When political consumption, and I'm using here the more um, inclusive term, is considered as a kind of lifestyle politics, bound to the realm of everyday routines, food-related activities are at the core of political consumption. For example, both Micheletti and Stoller. Political consumption in general is, de is defined as buying or not buying for political or at least ethical reasons. In this way, those practices are situated in the private sphere of life, a fact often taken as an argument against political consumption as a form of political participation. But the perception of the consumer as individualized citizen becomes challenged by the means of social web technology. Since the rise of the so-called new social movements, it has become more and more contentious what is meant by the term political. Still, social scientists tend to take up oppositional positions when it comes to the task to define what counts as political participation. The main focus of discussion is a political praxis which is situated in the sphere of everyday life. There, by the means of lifestyle, discourse, art, <coughs> or consumption, Political aims are pursued without reference to the conventional realm of policy. While Giddens took the politicization of everyday life as a consequence of the dynamic modernization of societies, a decline of conventional forms of participation has been stated. Moreover, from a theoretical position, the concept of a politics of everyday life was criticized for devaluing the term political. If everything is political, Nothing would be political anymore. This ongoing dispute is now becoming revitalized by emerging new forms of web-based participation. And again, there exist contradictory assumptions on how to assess the political content of those practices, as a mere collectivism, or rather as the rise of a new participatory culture where consumers became active producers of media content. With regard to political consumption, similar concerns have been raised. For example, the motivation of political consumers has been argued. Is it really the common good these consumers are buying for, or isn't it more likely that they are using their economic power in a kind of political fashion for distinction and status? On the other hand, there are several social scientists seeing consumers expanding orientation towards more as their so-called needs as a new form of political participation, which could, when further increasing, become relevant for society as a whole and on a global scale. As consumer citizen, he or she directs his or her consumption practices towards the rights of third parties, succeeding generations, working conditions, animals, plants, the planet. Remarkably, it is mainly women who orient their consumption towards the public good to enhance political change. In the gender perspective on consumption practices, this observation constitutes a breach because it's revaluating the role of female consumers 
providing her with serenity and moral meaning. Siegfried Baringhoff suggest, suggested that the decisive dynamic, which is potentially transforming these lifestyle-related practices towards a new understanding of citizenship and policy, arises from the merging of political consumption practices and social values in everyday life. This consideration marked the starting point of our research project. Taking political consumption as an example for lifestyle politics, new forms of engagement online and offline were explored. It was assumed that particularly the media practices of political consumers, who we call consumer netizens then, should be understood as part of a general trend towards new forms of citizenship. Practices of consumption, even when political, usually take place in the private sphere of everyday life. For that reason, and rather unusual, at least for the political science in Germany, an ethnographic research design was applied. But consumption, and particularly media practices, are difficult to observe directly. And by the explosively rising use of mobile devices, it's getting even harder. This is why the participants of our research project were invited to observe themselves and to keep daily records for no less than eight weeks about whatever seemed important to them in the realm of consumption, politics, and media use. In the end, 26 participants had completed their diaries. Based on the diaries, semi-structured interviews were conducted, which served, among other questions, to capture biographical data. To complete and cover the data, focus group discussions were conducted as well as an online survey. But the most exciting data were contained in the diaries to which we now turn. For analyzers, a practical theory approach seemed to be most compelling. What participants had documented were practices rather than reflexive thoughts about consumer politics. So we started to look more closely at the relation between transformation and reproduction of practices on and offline. Our perspective now was to examine if and how the use of social web application alters or extends the political practices of our participants. Practices were analyzed in the core dimensions exit, voice, private public, and offline online. In the course of the analysis, the analytic scheme became more detailed. It became more and more obviously that according to the actual type of consumer netizens, different fields of action are important. While most surveys tend to exclusively concentrate on the economic field, this approach also reveals the significance of the cultural and the political dimension. At least four types of consumer netizens could be identified. Um, and I'm not sure if I should um, tell you about the, the last types, three and four, because they are not proof related, but perhaps, perhaps I'll keep it short. The first type, the pragmatic expert, can be characterized as someone whose political consumption practices remain in the private sphere of everyday life, where they center on food as well as on environmentally friendly behavior, like going by bike instead of driving. The internet is used to facilitate the economic and social organization of everyday life, and of course it is used in the context of job. This type does not publish own content, nor does she sign e-petitions. 
Social networks are used, but only to help organizing existing social relations with trend offline. Referring to the politicization of food, we find it translated in a pleasurable way of boycott. Organic food replaces convenient, so organic it's not the, the same as in uh, Britain or Ireland, we, we've got bio, but organic is, is a translation. Um, Organic food replaces convenient and we're not at hand. She, most of them are females, she's growing her own vegetable and fruit. This type usually is in some way an expert for consumer affairs. By means of academic education, she has achieved an expert stock of knowledge she's now referring to to develop criteria for her political consumption. It seems that bodily aspects play a major role in shaping her daily consumption routines. Besides food, it is cosmetics, products which directly touch the body, which are politicized. Type 2, the expression of estate, has a strong tendency to acts of biker too. Similar to type 1, the focus lies on organic food labels, seasonal and regional products. Despite type 1, she consciously rejects animal products for ethical reasons, a self-imposed obligation shaping her everyday consumption and media practices to a great degree. Besides animal rights, the rights of children and workers are also considered as important criteria for consumption decisions. Her use of the internet, it's again female, is guided by a need to be with herself to connect her life to the world. She uses one simple social network for mutual exchange of information about products, its experiences, and also approval. Or one should not forget disapproval when faced with old brands not sharing a new orientation. <coughs> new consumption practices tend to take on the form of experiments. Can I live vegan for six months? Can I consume one week hundred percent ecological, social correct? Thus, she is open for new products, new shops, and is likely to use new tools for self-assessment. In contrast to type 1, she appears by name when signing an e-petition, is publishing on content, not only comments and links, but also photographs of her self-prepared living dishes, and she is actively searching for new contacts all over the world. Type 3, you're, if you're interested, you can ask me questions about type 3 and 4. Um, there, the focus of type 3 is more completely on the internet. He has no routine in his offline life, so um, food is not interesting for him. And uh, type 4 is an uh, all-over integrative type, online, offline, public. Um, so we come now to the cases. Food-related practices are at the core of at least two political consumption styles. The male type of the technical innovator can be excluded because any food-related routines cannot be identified neither offline nor online. And for the fourth type, the issue of food is important, but it is rather framed by a more general environmental <laughs> concern. Most interesting is a comparison of type 1 and type 2, because their politicization is connected directly to the issue of food. So I'm focusing now on two contrasting cases representing the pragmatic expert and the expressive estate. So coming to Annika. Annika came in touch with politi 
political consumption as student first. She inscribed in a course about world food politics, facing questions like food justice and the consequences of Western consumption styles. This marks the beginning of her political consumption practices, which were successively developed in dealing with scientific aspects of food politics. When the research project started, she had just finished her studies and was about to marry. In her diary, she described the preparations for her wedding, which she entitled My Green Wedding. In fact, most of her preferences could not be realized due to the economically well-off, but rather conventional, conventional-oriented family of her fiancé. But living together with him for a longer time already, she is used to his parents and his friends' attitude. Instead of becoming absorbed by endless discussions about what to eat, she tries to convince others by presents, high-quality organic olive oil or chocolate. In the interview, she emphasizes that it's every consumer's free decision what to eat and what to buy, though later referring to the question what should be done in respect of consumer policy, she states that by now only those can make good consumption decisions who possess a stock of knowledge which cannot be expected from a majority of consumers. Therefore, the cooperation between political and consumer experts should be extended. Jana's case is less easy to assess because there are different and in part opposing dynamics at work. Jana's politicization started with the consultation of a nutritionist. She went there partly because of her different skin allergies, but also because, because she suffered from overweight. It's quite interesting to note that this visit at the nutritionist took place shortly after Jana's, Jana's moving out from her parental home. However, it marks a point when Jana began to reflect about her eating habits. A rather vague suggestion about a potential interrelation between food intolerance and animal products brought her together with correspondent groups on Facebook. Their advices and codes of conduct served as an important anchor for reorganizing her consumption habits offline. But the integration of in part opposing criteria for political correct food is challenging her entire consumption style. Until a new consumption routine can be developed, the consequence is a, sh is a sort of green compulsive buying together with feelings of guilt when she can't achieve her goals. In the course of the project, we kept in touch with our participants for in part over two years, Jana becomes unable to intermediate between the norms different consumer action groups are imposing on her, and her own successively discovered preferences. Gaining more and more self-confidence in what she is doing, learning the meaning of different labels to stand up for the rejection of milk-containing products, she is communicating her insights, her thoughts, feelings, and experiences via her profile on Facebook. There she is connected not only with many different groups like Foodwatch, the Vegetaria Bond, which means Vegetaria Union, perhaps, um, Peter, but also to people sharing her attitude from all over the world. And in fact, mostly, most of her posts are in English. Her profile on Facebook serves her as a kind of diary through which she documents her proceedings on her way to a 100% correct lifestyle. At the start of the study, and in contrast to Annika, she states that she's not interested in politics. 
she did not even vote. This attitude changes over the course of the two years. She develops a political identity as consumer and citizen, using all means at hand to pursue her goals. At the end, she is not only a regular bycutter of certain products, which she is actively promoting via her Facebook profile, she is signing petitions, she is taking part in the Bundestag vote, and is undertaking first steps into the sphere of participation offline by going to demonstrations or to action group meetings. So, her politicization started by relating eating disorder and health concerns with politically correct food. It turned now to a wider commitment to human and animal rights. In both cases, Annika Sandiana's development, development to a political consumer was strongly related to food as an issue. Both suffer from allergies, so they are particularly prone to pay attention to the relation between food and health. Annika, who has gained an expert stock of knowledge due to her academic education, is translating that into a political correct shopping cart. The dominant dimension of action here is the economic one. Beyond that, she's not, for example, sharing her expert knowledge in forms of di discursive political consumption, nor is she promoting her own lifestyle as an example of successful and enjoyable political consumption. Referring to that, she states the senselessness of social web-based communication. Apart from her consumption, she is not shaped any further. Apart from food, her consumption is not shaped any further. Her pleasure-oriented lifestyle is not questioned in principle. The way political consumers inform themselves and talk about their information work is indicating a transforming self-perception in the hierarchy of companies and consumers, as well as in the hierarchy of citizens and political institutions. At the same time, tendencies towards a professionalization of political consum consumption can be traced in the case of Annika, which seem to be opposed to the above-mentioned, perhaps more essentially political dimension of co collective problem-solving and common discourse. To further conceptualize these tendencies, Boone's differentiation between the professional prosumer and the producing prosumer is useful. Referring to Toffler's term of the prosumer from the 80s, Boone stated that while Toffler first used the term to describe the tendency towards a co-working consumer who actively takes part in production, now it is used to describe a tendency towards a consumer who has a specific expert knowledge. While the former version emphasized the extending of consumer practices, which seems quite adequate to describe and understand the rise of repair cafes, urban gardening, and a high number of web-based forms of collaborative production and consumption, it's now focused on knowledge. The analyzers show that both the professional and the producing consumer can appear as types of consumer citizens. Referring to gender, we see conventional role patterns reproduced in the type of the expert with her focus on exit as a dominant strategy of a consumer. With her emphasis on voice as well as on exit, this expressive asset appears as a new type of citizen, also presuming in a political way. Her social values is helping her to connect her political and her consumer identity which leads to an individualization of participation, a passion for certain values, a rejection of membership, 
and a politicization which encompasses the lifestyle as a whole. 